All right, we are live on FOW Radio here, uh, and it is what another uh, wild week uh, to talk about pro wrestling. Uh, I am Patrick, uh, your host, and uh, Eric, you're here. Danny is on route. Uh, how's it going today so far? Oh, it's uh, it's been a day. Um... I, I don't know whether it's been a good day or a bad day, but uh, it, it's been a day. It, 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 has, it has definitely been quite LD. Uh, uh, good day, good week, um, good everything, uh, I guess. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, we do the best we can. Danny Danger, uh, how's it going? Good week, good day. Uh, yeah, fairly good day, fairly good week. Um, you know, with uh, a couple things in in the the regular world are starting to swing back to their old self. So I'm kind of getting my own personal routine back, and then with uh, New Japan back, it feels like the world is 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 finally starting to become right again. Yeah. Now, I say, I mean, I don't want to sound I don't know how this will sound, but whatever. Uh, not necessarily get you know getting it out of the way, but we might as well just talk about this briefly because uh, I know, as Eric admitted last week, he doesn't watch the New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, and I, I have Same. yet to start watching uh, the New Japan Cup, uh, but yeah. I did watch uh, the special project show. Uh, yeah, you know, with all uh, the these matches, it's like yeah. five, five multi-man, five or six multi-man matches. Uh, Danny, uh, how did how did it feel to watch uh, a New Japan Pro Wrestling show with no fans? Um, it felt a little strange, but to me, it didn't feel as weird as the WWE or the. AEW um, shows have felt with no fans or the the pretend fans or whatever, um, you know the the wrestlers as fans. But I, the New Japan style doesn't always play up to the crowd very much because the way they have the arena set and everything, like the fans aren't right there at the guardrail necessarily. The fans aren't right there at the. Um, it's you know they aren't exactly right there in the the arena you know reaching out to touch the wrestlers and all that stuff so sometimes you can kind of forget the fans are there like I said the wrestlers don't play up to the crowd as much you know with you know there are some that do um, and they were able to still do that to an extent um, and you know, I think for for some of them the commentators I was you know it's the Japanese commentary came out live and then. Kevin Kelly went back and recorded English commentary, but it's a day or two behind um, the actual release of the shows just because I guess he's doing it here in the States. Um, but the commentators kind of would cheer, would jump in for the cheer, you know, like when uh, for Yano's cheer, you know, when he throws his thumbs up and they kind of did that or when, you know, Kojima 
does his diving elbow in the bacchiato, uh, so, you know, like they would yell that with him. Um, so I actually still really enjoyed it. Um, it did feel a little bit different, but not nearly as much as I was, I was fearing it would. Yeah, it, it's, it's been, it's been crazy. Uh, it, it was definitely weird. Uh, I think, uh, because you did kind of look, you could like see like the announcers or whatever, not like farther away. Yeah. See different things. Uh, it, it did feel slightly weird just because even though you don't have the, the visual defense all the time, you do have a few, especially when they go outside the ring. Uh, you get to see it a little bit more. Uh, but I definitely do think that. It, it it kind of worked. Now the only thing I did not I did not uh, what do you call it? Um, the only thing that I would say about this uh, is because I listened to it um, with on mute, so I okay. didn't do any of the commentary. Yeah. Uh, the only reason really I I enjoyed not I enjoy watching New Japan. Uh, not on mute is because, man, uh, the fans, you, you get real well, that's, emotions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very, very true. Um, so you kind of miss that. But, um, I, you know, so I good it will get, um, you know, we, we do get fans back at the, at the final of the New Japan Cup as well as Dominion. But um, there were a couple other noticeable things, not just the fans not being there, but with COVID – you know, like you mentioned, the announcers were apart. Um, they, if you watched it when they showed all three announcers, there was actually a TV in the middle, and the, each of the announcers were like six feet apart with glass in between them. And the TV was there with the third announcer who was off camera at the time, but just literally down the down the far end of the table. Um, a couple of the other things that I noticed was, you know, Yana will usually drink a little bit of water and spit it. Um, you know, part, as part of his entrance, he didn't do that. He had a little spritz bottle, and he sprayed the spritz bottle. Um, during a couple matches, uh, Yoshinobu Kanumaro, who usually does the, the the Santori Surprise, where he drinks a little bit of whiskey and spits it in their face, he hit them with a bottle of whiskey rather than spit it into their face. And um, Minoru Suzuki was not attacking the young boys as much as they were all wearing uh, protective face mask when they weren't wrestling. You know, the young the wrestling is the young lions out as ring attendants they had on their face masks. And then there was the part in the middle of the show where they stopped for about 10 or 15 minutes and literally cleaned everything. They brought in their cleaning crew who sprayed and wiped down the entire ring, all the guardrail areas. Um, they did that for each show about, you know, on the New Japan Cup shows, it's, fo- it's featured a little bit differently. The match, there's not as many matches. There's only five matches four New Japan Cups, and in the middle, they actually put a multi-man match. And it was after the multi-man match that, they, that you know, when there's when there's eight people around ringside hitting the guardrails and all this, that they stopped and then took the time to do about 10 to 15 minutes of cleaning. And the feed went to the commentators talking for a couple minutes, and then I guess they got up while their stations and areas were cleaned as well. And it went back to, like, a video loading screen where it showed commercials for new merch and, you know, here's new shows coming up and all this kind of thing. Um, and they did that for about 10 to 15 minutes. So that I thought that was really good that you actively see them cleaning and taking precautions. And I guess with, you know, COVID as 
as severe as it is in Japan, they're required to take much heavier precautions than we are here in the United States. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was Was that Liger on the screen? The yeah. So, yeah, he was on the screen, but he was, he was there. He was just like there was there was a one commentator table, then there was basically a table that was empty. And then there was a, the third commentator, and then there was a table that was empty. And so they um, – Liger was there in studio. He was just like at the far end of the, of the table. And so when they when – in order to get them all three on camera, he was on a live feed of the TV there. That, and then for like hilarious. the second night, Yano was there doing commentary. You know, they had different wrestlers like they do do commentary. Um, and they were all there the same way in that third TV, in the TV, but they're literally like 10 feet away from where the TV is, just so you could get all yeah. three of their faces on camera at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so briefly, I know, I know you and I, uh, you know, in, enjoyed uh, two of the different, uh, dojo guys that, that were participating in there so uh tell, tell me first about yeah and uh, what uh, what are your thoughts are about him now not see him after a, a, a while break okay so he's you know they've everybody's been taking a break but they've been still training i guess some of them have been training the dojo some of them have been training at home but there's two well there's technically three young lions and they're all in the new japan cup if you haven't watched the new japan cup matches and you haven't seen their individual matches. You've just seen the tag matches, I guess, that they were in. Yeah. So um, you get to see, of course, a lot of different difference out of them in these singles matches against established veterans. Um, as uh, uh, Kanemaru t- or Yoshinobu Kanemaru took on Yuyu Yuomura. And... Um, Yoda Suji took on Togi Makabe. And so these are both like Makabe is somebody who's who Yoda Suji has talked about wanting to fight for a while. He says, I want to fight and beat all my sen- you know, my all my teachers, all my coaches in one-on-one matches. Um and Kanemaru has always been outspoken about his hatred for the young lions and how he feels that, you know, they're uh they're not up to par with the wrestlers and they shouldn't be wrestling yet, etc. You know. As, as bad guys saying the system doesn't work, like because Kanemaru didn't come to the New Japan Dojo system. You know, he went elsewhere. So that was a little more heated of a rivalry, but I really like Yorimura. Um, Yorimura, I think that he's got a lot of talent. I mean, he's definitely, his body size, he'll probably be in the junior division. Um, but I physique-wise, I think he, he has an amazing physique. Like, it's just his, his whole body is structured. He's not just like a core that's ripped. Um, but he does even in physique style. He reminds me a lot of a young Ricky Steamboat, um, and just the way he moves, his drop kick. Um, but he did. Uh, he's starting to put together some original moves, like the young lions do. As they progress, they start adding unique moves um, to their arsenal. But I feel that uh, bet- between uh, right now, it's it's three young lions that are pretty much in the system that are competing and it's Gabriel kid. Who's from the LA dojo. Um, Yoda Suji. And then you, you from the Nori dojo, the all the one in Japan. And, um, and I feel that you is going to be the one to stand out. I would see him being a big junior star. I even liked when they kind of teased. He teamed with tiger mask during the, uh, 
during the super, best of the Super Junior Tag League, uh, Super Junior Tag League, and you know, it seemed that Tiger Mask really took him was taking him under his wing, and so I got the idea, and I think other people started getting this idea that like, well, what if when Tiger Mask retires, you know, in a few years possibly, that he hands the mask down to Uemura, and Uemura becomes you know the tr- uh, the next Tiger Mask if they're going to do that. Um, they may do that. They may not since tiger, since this tiger mask has been under tiger mask since 1991, he may just retire the tiger mask character with him since he's been so associated with it versus in the, in the 10 years prior to him, there were three different guys under the mask. Um, but I see you as a bigger star than Yoda Suji, just based on what I'm seeing. He's, he does more. He's starting to add more flourish to his maneuvers to help him stand out from the crowd. Did Patrick forget he was muted again? Probably so. He's he's Listen, talking. He doesn't realize we can't hear him. Why 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 do you have to point that you know you, we could have just uh, kept on going? You know this is live radio. Um, I know, and we've got to keep talking about it. it. It's entertainment. It's endearing to the people. They want to know who the real yellow man is, and this well, is the real yellow man. I I'll I'll say I'll just say this. I think uh, Suji has a good size on him. He looks great. He he looks beefier. Not that I like beefy men. That's not a thing. But he's got a good look for the Japan guy. And, and you know the hair. He's grown the hair. You know, he, he, you know a year or two ago he looked like a boy. Now he looks like a, like a man. And uh, uh, that's what New Japan you know has his strong style. But uh, speaking of what um, you know, what is entertaining and you know. We want to hear from the one and only Mika Villas. Mika, you I I knew you were gonna do that. I put myself on mute, so you know, as per usual, I'm listening to you guys and you know, multitasking. Today is Taco Tuesday. I know it's not really Tuesday, guys. I'm behind, but you know, um, it could be Tuesday. <laughs> It's it's well, Tuesday in my head, okay. You, you can put us back to me whenever you're ready. We just wanted you to at least say a couple of words and uh, just uh, tell us how much you miss us and you know, how much you work. I miss you and, guys. Uh, I miss you know you how guys much crazy. You know we're we're on your top five of your 199 podcasts that you're in every week. <laughs> <laughs> put her on I mean, blast. I mean, top five is. It, it's a stretch. At least you're in the top twenty. I swear. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, he started it. He Ooh. started it. You know, I love you guys. I miss you guys. I'm like super stoked. I'm here tonight. It's like seriously. I'm about to make myself a margarita and like chime in from time to time if I can. But like, oh. let's go. Let's talk. Look, I'm, I'm listening to this and yes. I'm loving the new Japan. They're doing Absolutely. this, you know. So. You know, let's go, boys. Look, do your thing whenever you feel like interrupting. You know, today is the Mika show, all right? Just, just oh, interrupt, interrupt I, away. I mean, uh, you already stole my gimmick putting yourself on mute and talking. I mean, you, do you even really need me? <laughs> no, you really don't. I mean, yeah, but see, at least before, before we went live, I did a very good job of editing that out. 
and people calling oh. you out on that. You know, especially me people calling didn't. You out on yeah, that. people didn't. Yeah. People didn't know about it, but now the people do, and it's funny. And I think it helps people. It helps make people more endearing. You know. Yeah. Oh. And now we're getting the that's... beeps because we get no Mika's notifications too. So that's something we missed. All right. It's time for me to go on mute. Apparently. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All you gotta do is is quiet your notifications I by hitting did. the mute on your cell phone. What you're hearing? No, is you gotta turn vibration. off vibration. Yeah, right. You turn on vibration. vibration. Turn it on. Turn them all. Just turn them all together. Turn it on silent. Listen, listen. Not just silent. I'm a girl. Like, guys, I'm a girl. Um, I'm a girl. We don't turn off the vibrations. Okay. Continue with um, the wrestling talk. Go ahead. I don't think you guys realize how bad it is to be in a car with Mika for eight plus hours and every fifteen seconds. And I'm like, wow. Notification after notification after notification. And there we go there's, again. There's, there's the buzz. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take this. <laughs> No, see that that the thing the here's here's the funny part, right? Eric, you know, uh, Mika's sleeping and her phone's beeping, beeping and beeping. Of course, she's not answering because she's sleeping. You're driving. That's the fun part, right there. Yep, I've had that happen before too. <laughs> yeah. So. This, this okay. is the Bash Mika right. show. Go ahead. Let's, it's the we missed you. We gotta bash you a little bit. Yeah, we, yeah, we gotta at least get that. So we gotta, yeah, we I, gotta give you some good natured ribbing, okay? Because we, we missed uh, you. Lastly, though, let's just uh, uh, wrap, wrap this up so we can uh, uh, go to uh, backlash. And I don't mean about what's been on Twitter this week. Ooh, don't uh, get me started. So, uh, all the matches were really fun. Uh, I skipped the third match, uh, Bullet Club versus Chaos, because, I it mean, exists. yeah, no. Of course they I, do. I, that, that was going to be a pain. Uh, yeah, man. Did you hear Bullet Club for, for, for live? Um, well, it's, it's, it's also right now with people, um, with so many people away from the COVID and so many of the core Bullet Club members, of course, being Gaijin, they don't live in Japan. So you have the, the Bullet Club members that are there, that are actually in the tournament. Jado, Ghetto, uh, Yujiro Takahashi, and... And Ishimori. Um, and Taiji Ishimori. Taiji Ishimori is really good, but the other three are pretty much, take, you know, are just yeah. kind of filling spots in the New Japan pretty Cup. Much. And so you had to have a tag match with the four of them, you know, on one side because all the yeah, I mean, think about it. All the main book club guys, Switchblade, Kenta, um, all the, you know, all the Tongans, um, you know, Loa and uh, Fale and Tama, all don't live in the state. You know, all don't live in Japan, so they're all with their families and couldn't get back into Japan. Yeah. So you, so if you, to get Bullet Club, you have literally have like it's like the NWB team basically. Is what you have. Pretty much. All right. So, with that said, uh, we're not gonna give it, this really a, a score or anything. But uh, any any favorite matches? Anything you enjoy? The first two nights, um, of course. My, you know, I think the it would be night two. Would the top the the, the main and the semi main of uh, Yuji Nagata versus Minoru Suzuki. They literally do like a half dozen moves in the match, but it's still amazing. They literally just spend majority of the time trading shots, 
but there's so much nuance and the selling and the fighting and the in-between and all this that they um that it makes an amazing match even though they literally only do a handful of actual wrestling moves um so that one and then i actually really dug uh jado versus okada even though it seems like it would be a very one-sided squash they turned it into something that was a whole lot more um and a lot of Giotto underhanded tactics, him trying, you know, multiple times to get out of a, a serious one-on-one fight with Okada um, in very Bullet Club fa- in very old school Bullet Club fashion, I guess. Um, but I really, I really enjoyed that match as well. So those two, at least from the first two nights, are the standouts for me. Mm. All right. Well, uh, with that, it is time. Uh, well, you know, Eric, you, you, you said you didn't want me to get you started, but do you want me to get you started? Oh, no, I, was, I wasn't talking about Backlash. I'm glad you talked about Backlash. I know, I know, no, I, no, you, no. You, you, this you isn't the platform. You were talking about the Backlash. Yeah. I just didn't know we if are, you wanted we to get really that, No, we we're not. We're not really that kind of podcast, no. usually. I, yeah. I'm, ju- I'm, just, I'm just allowing Eric to be able to get anything off his chest if he wishes to. I mean, we are a podcast of other people after all. All I want to say is do better wrestling. Please, for the love of God, do better. All right. Well, Amen. Now, now, now that Eric uh, basically has asked for the impossible, which is never going to happen because it's Proof. wrestling. Um, but um, WWE Backlash featuring the greatest wrestling match ever happened um, a, a week before this Sunday uh, on WWE Network, and mm. you know you, you like how I kind of did that, although I could you like backtrack yeah, it. That's you know. a little that's a little wacky. Yeah, that's you know, but I mean I am kind of wacky, right? So it, it, it kind of goes through ex- my brain. I, he I mean, backtracked the backlash. It kind of flows if you know who we're dealing with here. Okay, there you yeah, go. I'm double backing. All right. If that's even a word, I don't think it is, but nonetheless. Backlash. Uh, well, the, and the greatest wrestling match ever kind of got the uh, quote unquote uh, movie uh, kind of. Uh, was it movie cinematic? Movie? No, cinematic, yeah, cinematic, yeah. Because even though it wasn't cinematic, apparently this was pre taped. And. Oh. Not only was it pre-taped, but they did some scenes over. Oh, I didn't know and that. And then they basically put together, it was like a puzzle. That's how Edge got hurt. So apparently Edge uh, hurt, hurt, hurt himself. in one of the scenes that was not it, yeah, in one of actually the, used. Right, in one of the edits. Oh, like I a botch spot. <laughs> yeah, because I was looking for it, and it never happened. So it, in one of the do-overs, he must have gotten the rest and he's like, oh, well, we can't use that, and we're just not going to use anything yeah. else. Huh. <laughs> so, but we'll, I mean, but we'll get to reality, that. In reality, that's that's how movies are shot, you know, like mm-hmm. real movies. Yeah. So we'll get to that because a lot of people have a lot of feelings, so uh, we'll, we'll dissect those in a moment. Uh, but uh, your pre-show had Apollo Crews defeating Andrade, to retain uh, the United States Championship. 
uh, which I was very surprised. I thought Andrade was going to win it back, and, uh, you know, Apollo would go back to the main event. Not yet, sir. Not yet. Apollo has worked hard for this United States championship, and he is not going to let it go. Yeah, I'm glad that Apollo didn't lose, actually. I'm very interested to um, to see where his reign goes from here. I really really think Apollo is deserving of this. So I'm glad they didn't just hot shot it back to uh, Andrade. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a lot going on with, 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 with the Latino uh, newer world order. Um, but, I mean, yeah, so Apollo like, retains... He retained, but does anybody care? I mean, yes, he's deserving, Ooh. but I mean, seriously, he's deserving. I'm not going to take any way, anything away from his skill. Apollo is a phenomenal athlete. We know this, but Andrade has, <clears throat> he's got a lot of factors in his favor, and he is more Woo! spotlighted than the actual champion. I mean, let's take into the fact, before we get to the woo, let's get to the fact that they wanted a Del Rio replacement. They wanted that Latin American crossover. They have it in in uh, Andrade. Um, they've got it in spades with Andrade and Selena. Apollo, <sighs> he appeals to wrestling fans, more indie fans than WWE sports entertainment fans. Him holding this title right now is, unfortunately, I think, just some kind of stopgap until they figure out what else they need to do with Andrade and somebody else who they might want to groom for greatness, i.e. a Austin Theory. I don't think – just because you you can be a top star and somebody they want to do like Adele Rio, you don't always have to have the championship. You don't always have to be feuding for a championship. This is true. No, that's absolutely true, but again, he, he the championship was something that gave – a reason for them to spotlight Andrade on television when people would go, "Who is this?" You know, guy. Well, he's like, got a oh, he's he got a whole title. click of people. He's got a click of people now, though. That that's a reason to spotlight him. Why the heck are all these guys hanging out together? Who are they? What are they about? Well, that again, Andrade has that that um, invested interest now from the company, not just his Latino background, but he has a um, a flair in his corner. That is definitely helping his cause. Woo! I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not drunk enough for this that. yet. You don't have to yeah. do the woos. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, uh, okay. So, moving on. Uh, the triple threat match for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, Bailey and Sasha defeated Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and the Iconics uh, to retain the championship. Uh, like, I think I said I wanted Alexa and Nikki Cross to win, but yeah, I course. think we were yeah. talking about the whole breakup, and I said it's too soon, it's not happening here, and uh, it, it did not, uh, as I predicted. So, yeah, not not yet. We still got time to go. It will eventually happen, and it will be fun, but not yet. Uh, enjoyed the match. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Um, honestly, um, you know, 
looking looking at all the factors that are involved with uh, the breakup that's coming, and I, I believe that I, I said that the Iconics would win. You know, I got my math off on just a little bit. What I actually meant to say is that the Iconics will be the women's tag team champions come uh, Monday, June 22nd, not Monday or Sunday, June 14th. You know, Mayan calendars are crazy, and I'm sorry. I was off by a week, but... Wow. But mm. it's coming. It's Why coming. do you use Mayan calendars? Because yeah. every time... every time that the Mayans, app on your phone? Listen. No. Well, the Incans are better, yeah. Eric. Incans are better, Okay. I remember Maya Inkenboy from WCW NWO Revenge. He was pretty fun right. to play with. I'm, I, I should be your number one Inkenboy. Come on. All right. <laughs> okay. So uh, I thought that match was really good. It was actually, you know, they, they were almost nine minutes of action. I felt like there was action, of course. At one point, if you guys didn't notice, the goddess of the WWE had to dominate and take everybody out. At one point, she was fighting all uh, four other um, contestants all by herself uh, while Nikki got her screws back in or whatever she was doing. Uh, but, yeah, you know, she may be the goddess, but, you know, she can't beat four people at once. And uh, even although she, she almost got close. Uh, and uh, wait, did she get Sasha and right? She was the one who actually lost. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, but look, she had that (laughs) match. Okay, just just checking. She she had that match won when Sasha let the truth get in the way of a good story. Alexa Bliss, (laughs) semantics, Nika, semantics. Oh, again, the the tequila over here. I just had to double check to make sure I was still semi sober. Okay. The robbery. She was robbed. All right. Uh huh. You know. Uh-huh. I mean, if, if the cops weren't quitting their jobs, I say call them because a a crime was committed. Uh, but last again, the, that's, the that's, real that's, crime that's was the Kabuki problem. Warriors not being able to compete in there because Nia Jax busted up, uh, Kyrie Singh. That's the we real get, crime. Uh, okay. Yeah. That. Well, that and you know. We we got a raw women's champion who's got to defend her belt. Although she would have defended both belts, you know. Yeah, Oscar is that kind of woman. Uh, all right, uh, next we get Sheamus and uh, Jeff Hardy in a singles match. They got way too much time, uh, and I think we all thought that. Well, did we, no, did we, who thought Jeff Hardy was going to win? I think I had Sheamus. I think we all had. Okay. I think we all had Sheamus because we're like, there's he hasn't been doing much, like Sheamus needed this win more than. Than the others did. Yeah, he defeated Jeff Hardy in the match. Did Sheamus, that really, I was. Did Sheamus need to win, or did they need to put? They needed to put Jeff Hardy down. It's not like Sheamus needed to win. This is Vince <laughs> being spiteful and creative. Okay, that's all that is. We're reliving the Hardy's history. We've seen Matt crack up and go crazy before the broken Hardy. We know Jeff has had problems. Um, Matt Hardy's not working for WWE anymore. Jeff, who knows when his contract is up. I'm thinking relatively soon. Before you go, let's screw you over, Hardy. There you go. Let's, 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 have, let's have you put over the other the young guys. You know, let's have you put over the other Let's talent. have you put them not, – not have you put over the over talent. It was a storyline of this match. Like, I'm – 
honestly, I haven't been keeping up with wrestling like, you know, as religiously as I usually have. But New Jeff Hardy was coming back, so I was like, ooh, okay. I'm a Jeff Hardy fan. And I look at this storyline and I go, oh, this is nasty. This is dirty. This is this man's real life tragedies and challenges that we're putting on a show with now. We're putting They've done that before that... with Jeff, though. <clears throat> yeah, but it, it didn't go as, I think, as far as this. And this was before, I think, the age of media where we know. Like, they didn't, like, put his mugshot up, they you did know, it with Jeff CM Hardy. Punk. They did that with this, him and it CM wasn't Punk this, feud. It wasn't this expensive. I mean, extensive. At least not in my mind. Like, Punk did it, and Punk would say some stuff, you know. And, like, I don't know. This just didn't sit right with me at all. I was just like... Um, I started watching it. I started watching the recaps and everything. And when it came to this match, I actually turned it off. I was like, yeah, I'm done here. So you didn't even want to watch the match because you felt the storyline was, was that bad. Yes. I'm pretty sure the two of them did a decent match, but it just it didn't feel right. And, and it just was a lead line. I wasn't trying to do that. But, yeah, it didn't feel right. So I turned it off. So, yeah, okay. Um Hopefully you turn it off on back on after the ne- before the next match because Asuka uh, retained her WWE Raw Women's Championship uh, when her match with uh, Nia Jax ended in a cannot, which of course means they're gonna keep doing the wrestling, which means Apparently. you're gonna still have to see um, what's her name Nia Jax wrestle. So yeah, sad day for all. Hopefully that means that Oscar will be able to finally give her the uh, the comeuppance, the you know big kick to the face or something like that for screwing over her tag partner. Hopefully that's um, what that means. Telling Oscar to catch some receipts. Okay. Oscar, <laughs> Oscar to throw the look, receipts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want like you know all the receipts. Like go go to like go go to like a Walmart at the end of a Saturday night and just. All of the receipts, every <laughs> single one, you know. I'm like, come on, let's get her on. And, and guys, and when has a title that... match? What? When has it ended in a? When has a title match ended in a double countout? When's the last time you remember that? It, uh, not because the memory is terrible. On a pay per view, it's probably been a long time. I th- they do them, but usually it's like on TV. And then the, it sets up the pay-per-view match is a return match or something. But ending in a double count, I, I feel like it's been a long time since we had a title match in that way. Yeah, it really does seem like it's been a while. Um, I was actually kind of disappointed in, in a double count out. I just wanted to uh, – I think the exact tweet that I posted was, please kick this bitch's head off. Oh. So, Yeah. Disappointed that I didn't get that. But like um, I said, look, they we, continue fighting, so hopefully she gets that opportunity. Yeah, I've got a couple receipts here I mean, for her if she wants them. <laughs> it's Nia Jack. They're trying to make her be something that she's not. Um, she's in these situations as far as ring work goes where she's definitely not ready, definitely not polished enough, definitely not able to carry her weight in a match. And I'm not trying to be funny about the weight portion of the show, uh, the, the comment. It's just the fact that um, heritage and name recognition in the WWE's mind means a whole lot. 
Um, also, remember, they've got that partnership with E and this Total Divas thing, which she's a part of. So they're trying to make sure that they collect as many eggs out of that basket as they possibly can. And unfortunately, it is at the expense of not just the talent in the ring getting hurt, injured, or you know, banged up by somebody who doesn't know how to keep them safe. But us, we've got to watch this bleeding car wreck over and over again and wonder when they're going to stop the madness. They'll stop yep, the madness Margarita when, Simone, when Simone comes up to the main roster. And then then Naya will be downplayed a little bit and Simone will get all this and we'll hate Simone for being shoved down yeah. our throats. But they it's okay. I'd rather, I'd rather have Simone than Naya. So. Simone looks like she weighs about a buck thirty. I'm not worried about her hurting you so <laughs> like that. I mean, she can hurt Just people, but you know, like basically by throwing them wrong, not catching them on dives, that kind of thing. I mean, if you dive on a girl that's 130 pounds, that's on you. Like you did that to well, yourself. There you go. All right. Well, uh, to extend the uh, the run for. Uh, you know, for best Grammy or whatever they call the Grammys, uh, Miss Morrison, another perf- great performance. Uh, the musical performance, you guys enjoyed the song. They dedicated to the uh, WWE Universal Champion. Um, I'm telling you, uh, these two, they're heading to the Grammys. Uh, one place they were not heading was anywhere near the uh, WWE Universal Championship as. Uh, Miss uh, at the end, you know, just when it looked like Morrison had uh, had Braun uh, pin, Miss uh, broke the pin, and then you know, eventually he got pinned by Braun. Uh, I don't think we'll see dissension between the two of these, but it was a a fun little ending there with the whole uh, "I did it out of habit" kind of, but hmm. I didn't mean to uh, there. The Miz. Uh, other than that, it, it was just a, a bronze squash match, but the ending was funny to me. Well, entertaining. It, well, the biggest thing came when they were told earlier in the day that, uh, you know, they they would they could not both be uh, champion. Um, you know, they were like, "What do you mean we can't be champion?" And then there, it kind of started to fall apart. Their, at least their plan seemed to be that they were both going to be they were going to be co-champion. Um, so I expected something like that to happen when if they had Braun down, that there would be an argument about who would get to try and pin him. Um, and we did get some of that. So it was, um, you know, it it seemed like we got a little bit of that. The match was what we thought it was. Yes, it was a handicap match, but of course the guy who was on the receiving end of the handicap was a good guy, so he won. That's what exactly as we, we all predicted. Um, I actually predicted a, a slam town win. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just because you're an idiot, though. Just because oh, you were wow. being funny, okay? That's, you were being funny. Mean. You were no. being funny. You didn't really think – you thought for real Morrison was going to win and become world champion and walk out of there? Absolutely. prayers, man. 100%, uh-huh. man. Why would you not trust the mayor of Slamtown? So again, your my my uh, calendar failed. You you had him <laughs> on a different date. That's it. No, you had him winning no, on a different date. That's it. I, I looked at I looked at the Mayan calendar on that one, and um, 
for some reason, you know, I just kind of, I don't know. I can't read. So who knows what it said, but yeah. Like you maybe can't maybe read what Maya, it said you is can't read in general. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> yes. Morrison was going to be close to winning. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, that's. I think that's exactly what I said. Is that he was going to be uh, close to winning. Um, but Patrick, I do agree that uh, Miz and Morrison are Grammy bound because, hey, 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 ho, ho, is the banger of 2020. Oh, God. Did Millie Vanilli, the great Millie Vanilli, fight amongst each other? I feel that there is going to be an implosion with Miz and Morrison based on the fact that they did have this falling out at the end of this match. I'm just saying, you know, together they're great, but separate, they're both lip singing a song, and I don't know if they're going to make it to the Grammys with them, with this, what I feel, impending doom amongst themselves. Well, just saying, hey, no. hey, ho, ho. Uh, he he may be uh, the mayor of, of Slamtown, but he doesn't have like three or four different uh, reality shows that he is on network television with. Of course, uh, Miss uh, New Show coming up soon to USA but Network. He, here, here's the real thing, though. Morrison was on a reality show not under the WWE banner. So does that make that makes Morrison a bigger star because he was on? Survivor. Not at all, not at all. Because <laughs> the E Television Network giving him a Miz spinoff after spinoff after TV show after TV show after movie after movie, John Morrison is doing stunts. He is not the main lead actor. The Miz is the A lister, not yeah. the B. Oh yes, Miz, all of Mo- Miz's movies and shows are are top notch, A list quality entertainment. Mo- Mo- Morrison, you will, you will not disparage one, the Marine. Yeah, Mo- Six, Morrison was five, in one in one movie. Okay, Miz was in a franchise. Look, doesn't you know Viacom, MTV, USA Network, whatever you want to call them, they could ask for anybody. Who do they want? The Miz. Do you know why I'm they just want saying, the Miz? Because no? he's great. He's awesome. He's, Awesome! <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Woo! so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he's got more flair than the flares. Um, but yeah. When are I we think... going... When is WWE going to realize that The Miz is more than a mid-carder and that this man has been at main event level for at least two years? I think when are they going to realize that he's he's great? We're not going to realize that he's great. He's always there. He doesn't get hurt. He's safe. He doesn't take risks. He is a company man for the company that's willing to do any and everything, and they're just stringing him along. It's horrible. The, 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 mid- the, the, the man headlined WrestleMania and defeated John Cena in the main event. Okay, he he doesn't. Didn't he defeat John Cena and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same night? Oh wait, that was Chris I mean, Jericho. Never mind. No, that, that, no, Chris <laughs> Jericho defeated Austin and The Rock. Um, okay, sorry. But those aren't he, the same people. The, thing, though. the the miss. I think. Look, when you need somebody uh, to do stuff, you call the miss. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever watched any of his reality show, uh, Miss and Misses. No. Um, I love no, it. It's I, great. I have. No, I but look at that. 
if you see the kind of they the kind of places they live in and how much money they spend, you can't tell me that Lee hasn't taken care of the Miz. He may not oh. have championships or main event a show, but trust me, they appreciate the Miz. You know, he doesn't have to rent a car, uh, like drive from town to town. They fly him places. All right. If he can, I'll give it to you. Yeah. So if he can spend nine hundred dollars at Costco on a block of cheese to then throw it away because he <laughs> burnt it, that was crazy. And then buy another one. Well, no. Uh, yeah, the, the chef, chef gave him another one. It's a gift. That's right. That's right. So, but yeah, I mean. It's 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 kind of crazy. I mean, he he moves into this mansion in Austin, Texas, and all of a sudden he buys himself a cart, you know, golf cart. I mean, and then he custom makes it too. Of all things, crazy. Anyways, I think the Miz is all right. It sounds like quality television. It really does. Oh, it really is. It really is. It's fantastic. Apparently, I'm missing out. Yeah, it's fantastic. They come those come back to the those week. horse teeth and a those horse teeth and a golf cart probably just sounds like a good old fashioned. And then uh, you you know two two people that I highlighted a lot are uh, Dolph. Marjo. I, I forgot that the Dolph was from Cleveland, and then also that that one singer that used to date Ashley Simpson. Um, oh, what's his name? Ryan Cabrera. Yeah, Ryan Another Cabrera. Clevelander right. who's uh, friends with the men. So they're there a lot, and of course. It's a weird the Mrs. trio the Mrs. of people. The Mrs. Mu- <laughs> the, yeah. Brian Cabrera, get out of here! Yeah, Brian Cabrera, <laughs> the Miz, and uh, Dolph Ziggler—they usually, uh, yeah, they, they, they like they like to party together all the time. They're, they're all Clevender, so, um, but yeah, the, the the real stars, I think, uh, Maurice's mom, and then also the Mrs. Dad, mm. uh, especially mm. after his WWE appearance, he he let that go. Over his head, but alas, let's not digress. Uh, we love the Miz because he is mm. awesome. Oh. I mean, I mean, three out of four do, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Submit to uh, peer pressure, okay? Thank you. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Next up, Drew McIntyre defeats Bobby Lashley to retain the WWE Championship. Uh, and I totally forgot that Lana was married to Lashley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we forgot she was employed because, you know, her real husband's not. What do you mean? No, Bobby her, Lashley her is real still husband's Bobby Lashley. I saw them get married on the television set. What are you oh, even I'm trying sorry. to say right now, Mika? Are you saying I, that what happens on in... wrestling doesn't really happen? I'm saying that she lives in Utah and she has more than one husband. That's what I'm saying. No, that's not how it works in Utah. The women can't have more than one husband. The men can have more than one wife. You're getting mixed she up. Lives in a, she lives in a select part of Seattle or something, okay? I don't know. Just I was watching it with a friend of mine who watches wrestling pretty often, and she looked at me and she was like, when did she stop being Russian? There you go. There you go. That's the big thing, baby. It was but like they still announced talk. her as the res- ravishing it was like Russian. Kane so. could, it was like Kane could talk one day. Because I know, right? Taught him. <laughs> Somebody taught her how to speak without a Russian accent anymore. They they helped correct oh. that. She went to several diction courses or something. <laughs> like one day Kane couldn't talk without a 
One day Kane comes without, without, without a voice box, and then the next day he comes out and is just cutting a promo, and I'm like, oh, yep. okay. So uh, listen, it, no, it was cool. very quickly healed. The audacity the of Russian is no longer the, Russian. Yeah, the audacity of of your friend asking this question because look, how, as a foreigner. As a foreigner who's still learning to speak English, by the way, because you, know, you are an American now. But go ahead. You're an American, uh, yeah. You so do have a citizenship, she. sir. But look, you fight right. for the right of every man. <laughs> so does she. Well, that's true. She totally does because she was born here. She wasn't born in Russia. Okay. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, uh, what was I going? What was I going? With? Damn. Okay. You were a real American. That's where you were going. Yeah. So people had the expectation of foreigners learning the English language and speaking like an American. Look, she just evolved. She spoke English so well, she even learned how to pronounce things in American. She, you know, she's just doing exactly what everybody would expect her to do, you know? If she continued to speak in her Russian accent, they, they would say, hey, go back to Russia. But if she speaks, you know, eventually learns how to speak the American way, then hey, welcome to this country. You know, it's like you were born here. She was born she here. Really was. <laughs> I know, but you know, get the point. <laughs> oh God! But they uh, still announce her as the ravishing Russian. So anybody just fresh and new to you know wrestling will be like, "Oh, she's Russian." I think she's Russian. She doesn't have an accent. Exactly. It's and so everybody backwards. in, yeah. Uh, okay, but Drew McIntyre beat him. That's like we thought. We've given did more time to. Did, 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 did Lana interfere? Now their marriage, <laughs> their sham of a marriage, is going to break up. Because she's a thought, and she should have slept with somebody more famous. Apparently, <laughs> I, I, I missed that... that, but damn, I didn't like... see it. But apparently, Nat, it was her and Natty. Yeah, that was on like, Raw. Like, so Natty called. Was it Natty called her a thought, and then no, MVP uh, called her a thought, and oh, okay. uh, and Lana was like, "Well, if I'm a thought, I should have slept with somebody more famous, like Drew." Oh uh, God, even worse. Oh Jesus. Okay, Lord. I thought Natty was the one who called her a thought. It was MVP. That makes more sense. No, now we're Natty, teasing Natty. A Natty doesn't, Natty doesn't te- seem like the kind to call somebody that. She's a good, exactly. she's a nice girl. Because now we're teasing a Natty and uh, Lana team, and that's just all I need in life. Mmm, mm, baby, yeah, that's the kind of the good, good te- tag the teams we need. Yep. Just name that's them that the right now. The quality television tag teams we need. I think we talked more about Lana than we even did this match. Because that's how that a, that's how memorable it was. There was a match that, that happened. Are you kidding yeah, me? <laughs> That was really the only thing. I mean, I the fact that she came out like, wait, what? She's still here? Oh yeah, They're oh married. yeah, she still has a job. It's just, it's just her husband, her, her, you know, it's just Rusev who got fired, not her. God, and I, I remember that now. At least they didn't hey. ask to use Rusev's pool. Maybe they fired the wrong go. family member. They probably I mean, did. Yeah. No, maybe legally, you know, yeah. she has his last name, and they just fired her. Um, you know, I mean, they hired the yeah. wrong one-legged man. So, Gentlemen, obviously. again, I, I I submit to you, Total Divas. Thank you for your consideration. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for coming <laughs> my TED Talk. Because <laughs> that's why she's still employed. They can't You're fire her because she is a part of Total Divas. They can replace her. They've done sh- that before. No, they can't. Listen, this is not just the WWE. 
if this was just the WWE, they could hire another actress, fitness model, blonde, bimbo, whatever you want to call it, to play the role. They don't have to. They already have a bunch in the roster. I'm just saying. They could. But because they have E, this reality TV show going, they can't recast somebody in that role. They have to let it play out. So when Lana's contract is up, that's when she'll go bye-bye. But until then, unless she does something um, out of character or something immoral where her contract is voided, we're stuck with her, okay? No Das Vidanya yet. Like cheating on her husband, Bobby Lashley? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that No, no, not in WWE. That's perfectly fine. I mean, we, let's, oh. we all... You know how many people have cheated on their spouse in the WWE? Innumerable. That is a word, right? Yeah, yeah that's today. Mm-hmm. Okay, there we go. Uh, you know, as somebody, as somebody say, you know, how many wrestlers had a, uh, you know, had some uh, sunny days in the Ooh. in that locker room? But uh, yeah, again, another another type of podcast. Uh, so on to the main event. The greatest wrestling match ever. Uh, 44 minutes and 45 seconds is how long this match was. Uh, you know, people really, like, people question about, well, it, can this really be a match that was rated since it was heavily edited? I'm like, I, I don't have a problem with that. Most of wrestling is edited anyways. But 44 minutes and 45 seconds. Was this the that's, greatest that's wrestling time. match ever? Uh, no, it was not the greatest wrestling match ever. Was it a really good match? Absolutely. Is it one of the best wrestling matches that WWE has ever produced? I'd go as far as to say yes. Um but greatest wrestling match ever? Probably not. Um, I don't know what happened since January, but Randy Orton has hit a switch that I didn't know that Randy Orton had. And he has literally been one of the most entertaining people on the entire roster. Week to week, promo to promo, he's great. Like, And the fact of the matter that he came out and he was like, hey, guys, you know, I pretty much coasted for the first 20 years of my career. And it's just, it's crazy to me. I think it's weird that a guy has been in the company for 20 years and I think his best work is ahead of him. But I I think Orton's best work could be ahead of him. It was a really long match. Um, you know, it felt really long. I thought that their other one felt really long, but golly. Um, I got a lot of people liked it. It was fine by me, but more and more and more WWE um, is uh, just overall just not really my wrestling style. That I that I really get invested in, like I used to. I don't know if I'm just kind of becoming jaded as a fan or or what, but uh, but yeah, it was a it was okay. 
I just felt like it went on a really long time, and I didn't like their first match when they were supposed to be blood feuding and hating each other and, and all this. And uh, and then now that they're, you know, supposed to be abiding by the rules of wrestling match, like that seems like they're going in reverse order of, of a feud. But um, it, it just, yeah, I don't know. It's just not really my cup of tea, I guess. I checked the time because when I looked and saw that this match was coming on, I was like, wait. This is almost like an hour worth of pay-per-view left. What the hell is about to happen? An hour worth of match, apparently. I, I was not ready. I really was not ready. I mean, the snacks and the drinks were at all-time low. I figured I was going to get 30 minutes at maybe max, but no. They kept going and going and going. I like Randy. Randy looks... You know, be cliche like the announcers. He looks like if you would build a wrestler from the ground up, he's looking good in his older age. Not to say he's old or anything, but from, you know, where he was 15, 10, 15 years ago to right now, Randy does indeed, like Eric said, he's hitting switches that we were not used to Randy Orton hitting. Um, that he's in this ring, he's in these matches, and he's, I feel that he's carrying a load, a lot, a huge load of the match um, with these last two between he and Edge. Like, he's doing a whole lot more than he has ever done in his career. Edge does not look the part anymore. Before Edge left, he looked like a superstar. I'm looking at him now, and I'm just like, oh, guys, I'm going to get this 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 young grandpappy off my screen. I can't. And I like, I love Edge. I do. But... I felt that this was not necessary after their last match, that this was just overkill. And now he's got this injury for something that literally, if you had to just left well enough alone, you could have trudged Edge out and threw him into another program with somebody else if you wanted to like give him a farewell tour or whatever or put some of the younger guys over. But now he's injured and he's hurt. Because he's trying to go toe-to-toe and stand up and do things that Randy, who's younger and more stronger and who's been at this for continuously longer now, and his old body gave out. That's a shame, and I don't wish that on anybody, but this could have been avoided if the WWE had found something else to do instead of give us an hour of the greatest wrestling match ever. That was Vince saying, watch me call my product something and nobody challenging me. Well, it was not the greatest. We can challenge it all day, but nobody else in the you know upper echelon of wrestling is going to challenge that. And Vince has gotten his way once again. So, do I think this was the greatest wrestling match ever? No. I thought it was a great match, though. Um... Blasphemy of you, uh, Eric, for saying that he just uh, uh, the Eric just started doing a great job since January. He's been doing the great job all, all his career. Uh, you just haven't appreciated it as much. Uh, but I thought the match was great. I thought that the match um, was too long, but it surprisingly didn't feel as long because it did keep me entertained. Um, the, the, these are two uh, res- great wrestlers, and uh, I, I don't think uh, I, I didn't like the goofiness of the 
or the moniker of the greatest wrestling match ever. And uh, I did hear some of the commentary. And I, I think that the commentary was a little overkill on making that focus. Uh, and also the, the referee, you know, wearing an old school referee shirt and the bow tie and then explaining all the rules. I don't know. To me, that, that all was not necessary. They could have just had You leave re- Charlie Robinson match. alone. Do not mess with Charlie Robinson. I if, if I pulled away one thing of true love with that, that was seeing little Nate in his bow tie, like back in the old school WCW days, and looking like a, a real ref. You leave that man alone. <laughs> now uh, Edge is uh, injured. Who knows for how long? Uh, but uh, yeah, the greatest wrestling match ever, Backlash. Uh, all right, it's time. It's time to give this a grade. Um, and I, I'm going to go ahead and start with the B plus. Uh, I'll give it a C plus. Yeah, I'll do like C plus, B minus, you know, 70, 71 maybe. Well, now C plus, oh, oh. that's a lot lower than C plus. C plus would be like yeah. 78, 79. We'll do like C plus. There was some okay stuff on here, but nothing that really, you know. I mean, like the women's tag match was probably one of my favorite matches on the show. Mm-hmm. And that's just because it was, like you said, build the action. Opener. That was like technically the opener of the show, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was build a bell action. Um, but most of the others were just kind of, you know, they were entertaining for what they were, but nothing, uh, nothing that constitutes being considered the greatest ever. Yeah, I, I think C, C is the highest I can go. Backlash used to be like a huge pay per view for me, mm-hmm. and just looking back at the network when I typed it in Backlash and seeing some of the older backlashes that popped up. They were much better than this. This was, this was a the backlash a, a used good... to be immediately following WrestleMania. It was supposed to be the backlash right. from WrestleMania. So you had WrestleMania rematches. You had matches that were once, you know, that were in WrestleMania were regular matches. Now it's a, it's a gimmick match or you know something like that. True. So we had True. Goldberg versus The Rock for the first time ever. Yeah, backlash. What about the SummerSlam? No, that was backlash. I feel like mm. it was Backlash, but yeah, I mean, Backlash was was one of those pay per views where I was I was always into them, but I was always like, oh gosh, I gotta watch Backlash. This this was a this was a Raw on a Sunday, a, a bad Raw, like a, a Raw with a, a championship NFL game on a Sunday where we can just throw anything on and nobody will really care. That's what they did. Wow. Well, I yeah. know. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, you you were being nice about it too. I was. That's the <laughs> point. I really was. You know me. I'm Switzerland. But yeah. Uh, it, so yeah, I think it, you it, lose it, your Switzerland status. It's been a long I mean, time since you've been Switzerland, young lady. Yeah. Aww. You haven't been with us, but we know. We know. We know. We know. We know. You ain't Switzerland no more. 
I, you say sides, okay? I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the deep sighs from Danny, like this mm, one right here. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody smells the mm-hmm. air. <laughs> Smell a bunch of it. Smell piles of it. Just everywhere. Oh, that's a baby diaper. Quit playing over here, okay? Thanks. There you go. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm done. Me and this margarita, I'm just going to sit here. Go ahead. Let's. Uh, well, uh, so, uh, yeah, you haven't been here in a while. Uh, a margarita brought to, to brings this episode made possible by. Patron. Which margarita brand are we going to uh, where, put where? over tonight? I, I, am, I am here with uh, Miller Lite. Um, it's Miller time. <laughs> I have great value water. Great value <sighs> at a great quality price. There Get some go. good quality H2O. Oh, my gosh. My ancestors and my people, the good people at Patron, have gave me this wonderful bottle of um, tequila silver, and it is with the Patron Margarita Mix that I go full force. I don't think I should have done three shots, but you know, hey, you only live once. Uh, yeah, um, I am drinking water that's brought to you by the county of Cherokee here in Georgia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Through Whirlpool, the uh, nice filter system in my refrigerator, and yeah, uh, also uh, delivered by Nukes Eatery, whose cup I'm currently using to drink set water. So there you go. Three companies, you know, things for me. I don't know if uh, Cherokee County. I mean, if you're in the county, you have I to don't use our water. If, if Cherokee County is going to sponsor us, I think we're good. Uh, well, I don't know. Do you really? Trust the government to pay up. No. No. <laughs> wow. We, okay. we hope, they have a lot of other things they need to spend that money on, I guess. Yeah, you like know, what I mean. The roads, the roads near your house are still pretty torn up, Patrick. They, they are. Well, look, I, I live on the other side. You haven't been to my new house yet. That's true. I haven't. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh... Yeah, we were going somewhere with this. Um, yeah, the show, the greatest match ever. We, yeah, we just finished yeah. talking about that. Sponsors, great. Um, yeah, I think it's time as we just passed that one hour limit. We may actually not hit three hours today. Um, is there other stuff we could talk about? Sure. Uh, NXT is happening. So next week, they're doing a uh, triple threat match for the North American Championship. Uh, Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano, and uh, and Keith Lee, the winner, then wrestling the following week against Adam Cole, baby, for the NXT Championship. In what so are they going to unify the titles then? You know, or just do a double champion? So. Everybody champion wanted to be a double champion. champ. Yeah. So I think the, the U.S. champion will just get a title shot, but his championship is not on the line. Okay. Like so the everybody, North American champion could potentially become a double champion. Like, yeah, yeah. they kept giving themselves nicknames because, like, Adam was like, you're going to call me Adam Dose Champ or something like that. Like, 
Nice. I don't know why we have Gosh. to keep doing this kind of crap. Like, Jesus Christ, stop it. You leave Bailey Dose belts alone, okay? No, I may not like that Cleopatra yeah. hairstyle, but the makeup is wondrous. Look, tell Karen to go speak to a manager. She did speak to a manager when she beat up on Alexa Bliss. And I mean, uh, yeah. Wait, it, it, Oops, it, 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 I mean, isn't isn't uh, Sasha the manager? I mean, she is the boss. She's technically uh, the boss. Yeah. Well, she's the blueprint now, and I don't know why in the hell they came up with that new moniker. But she hair is blue, blue anymore. She was purple. Well, her hair's been blue before. Did they just now dawn on them like, oh, she changed her color, her hair color. Look, Let's call her whatever her hair color is. Look, the trademark on Matt Morgan's nickname came up, and WWE was like, we got to give it to somebody. So now it's the blueprint Sasha Banks. The blueprint boss Sasha Banks? I mean, pick one and stick with it. You just can't be throwing like 1,200 names out there. Who the hell does she think she is? Ship Day? See how I did that? <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were going somewhere else with that, and I was about to sigh really we were, hard. He was about to be like, ooh, girl. I was about to say, didn't we say like, this isn't the podcast for that. Oh, yeah. man. See, I was good. Thank you very much. I wasn't I'm proud even of you. About that. Oh, thank you. I'd like to thank the Academy. Oh, I'm not taking vows right now. Never mind. Mm. Yeah, mm. Keep drinking. <laughs> um. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. So we Danny, um, uh, go, go ahead and uh, it's, it's, it's introduce the uh, main event of the evening. All right. So for the second week in a row, we decided to pick uh, a variety of some of our favorite women's wrestling matches. Um, last week, we, we picked some matches for different reasons we each kind of ended up kind of picking one match that was really good that we've watched a bunch of times and one match that kind of had more uh a little bit more nostalgia to it for us being for whatever reason and we discussed those in in depth last week so this week we decided that since there's such a large depth of women's wrestling we would continue to do that and pick two more matches each for the three of us as mika was was not involved in this decision making as she was not on last week's show to, to discuss on the post match. She was off. There you go, off on assignment as the broadcast journalist that she is. She was on our one nine hundred line. There you Listen. go, nine hundred nine ninety nine hundred. Giving all the scoops, brother. Um, she, she was helping talk. No, she was she was uh, helping Todd Penningill learn how to use the internet. That's Ooh. it. You know. Um, you know. So we each picked two more women's matches, um, ones that had significance to us for different reasons. And as we get to those, we will discuss the different reasons and why we picked these matches. Um, I prefer, as just the person that I am, like chronological order. I like to see the evolution of things. No matter what it is, no matter if it's music, wrestling matches, you know, history, I'm learning about something I want to learn about from the very beginning to the or the the period i want to lo learn about it in the order in which things happen so i can see the evolution and the changes and these kind of things so first match was one of patrick's choices um chronologically from january 4th 1991 
Yeah, Patrick, I'm, going, I'm, going, this. I'm going. I'm going back. I'm trying to find matches that happened before Eric was born. Um, mm. that, that that's part of the goal. Now, listen. Th- Just this, type in Penny match... Banner into the search engine, okay? Yeah. Penny Banner <laughs> hasn't wrestled since after Eric was born. There you go. Uh, well, la- last week, uh, last week I had picked uh, Bundekano versus Alundra Blades from SummerSlam. Uh, for many reasons, mainly for uh, nostalgia. I feel like, though, even though it, it was a good match, and, you know, when you compare with uh, American uh, wrestling for the women's division, in, in it was back in that time frame, uh, it, it was really nice. So I felt like, okay, well, I put a Bull McConnell match, but I really didn't put out a bull McConnell match. You know, I kind of wanted uh, to kind of like put something out that really would show who who Bull McConnell really was. And thinking back um, about him, I thought, hey, Kira Huck, another great wrestler and another great pick. And I thought, well, I, I you know, they, they, they wrestled many times and I remember this one and man, this one was a banger uh, from the from the beginning, and not only that, but the crowd was in fuego. Uh, you know, as, as uh, people would say, this, this match, say. I just thought he's the was only one. one. You know, well, I'm sure <laughs> uh, this was definitely a, a classic match uh, with Bulnakano uh, defending her championship uh, against Hokuto. Uh, but boy, uh, they just go at it from uh, from the get go, and a, a lot of um, you know a lot of action inside the ring and outside the ring. And one thing you appreciate is Bulgakana the way she moved, and you know she got her like the middle ropes and the top ropes, and yeah, uh, it's like you know when she's diving, and I, I just thought uh, that. Overall, this match just uh, blew me away. Um, and it came to a point where, you know, you just believe that Hokuto is going to actually defeat Nakano. Um, and, you know, a, a, a few suplexes later, um, Nakano proves why she's so great. And, man, uh, the way that she moves and the way that she can art, great. The bridges For a woman on those belly-to-back yeah. suplexes are outstanding. Um, yeah, there was a lot of fun stuff in this match. Like, and they, like you said, they went at each other from the get go. Um, I mean, this was a very different Akira Hokuto than most of us are familiar with. Most of us are familiar with her later when she was more of a bad guy and she was painting her face and she wore a bigger, more bravado costume entrance in like in a match that we would see as, uh, one of Eric's choices we'll talk about in just a few minutes. But, um, that was the Akira Hokuda that most of us know. And this is, is kind of earlier in her career. She was just had the short haircut. Um, you know, she was wearing just kind of the singlet and um, was just was pretty much like your, your typical straight-laced good guy at the time. And so she comes in, you know, as everybody's wanted to see the, the evil bull Nakano finally toppled. Um, some of my favorite stuff were, you know, was – Akira Kuda's top rope drop kicks where she was hitting Nakano in the head 
every single time. It was just nasty. And then, um, of course, the spot where one of Bull's uh, friends runs in and helps give her the assist for the top rope uh, tombstone. And then the ref refuses to count it because he's like, hey, I'm not going to disqualify you, but I saw the interference. I'm not going to count the pin right now. You're going to have to do something else. And so she goes to the, the kneeling powerbomb, and Hokuda still kicks up. Um, but it was just a wild match. They did so much. Um, yeah, so many great spots. The rope. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That tombstone. I like that, actually like that setup. I've seen tombstones done from the top rope and the second rope, but I've never seen that setup where somebody literally comes and she pretty much suplexed, lifted her, and handed her right into uh, into Nakano's arms. Uh, so I thought that was just outstanding. And um, as you mentioned, right when you think Akira's got the win, a couple suplexes later, Nakano's got her down and out. Um, and that's how fast Bull Nakano can beat you. Yeah. And then yeah. all hell Bull Nakano because uh, at the end, Hokuto and on her knees, uh, they're praising the great Bull Nakano. Yeah, um, I think my exact words to Danger was, damn, Patrick picked a banger. Um, uh, this match literally was hard-hitting from the bell. Um, absolutely loved this match. Um, I was going to talk about the tombstone from the second rope and the ref being like, no, I'm not counting this. And then Bull's just like, okay, here's a power bomb." Now count, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just he, She gave him that look like, Okay, here you go. Now you're gonna count. Um, but Bull Nakano has so pretty suplexes. Like they are so crisp. <coughs> Sorry, I'm choking on my water. Um, like I have watched a lot of Bull Nakano matches. Probably most of her later stuff. Um, but this really wants. This really makes me want to go back and like watch most of her All Japan Women's run because this is what the second week in a row we've had a Bull Nakano match and we're gonna have another one in a minute. Um, but man, I just really enjoy watching Bull. Like this is not uh, your you know the typical women's wrestling diva stuff that I grew up watching um, with pillow fights and bra and panties matches. Like Bull Nakano looks like she could literally murder somebody and not care. And essentially with some of these backdrop drivers that she was doing, it looked like she was trying to murder uh, Akira. Um, uh, she pretty much did, yeah. I mean, Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, she broke Akira in half. Like, But granted, Akira did a great job as the, the underdog in this match to where, like, you even – there were times where I was like, okay, obviously Akira is going to win this because look at this comeback. Look at this. Look at this. Like she's, she's matching bull strike for strike. And then bull just drops around her head and is like, no, nah, we're not going to have any of this. And then takes the pin and absolutely fantastic. Like Akira like went step for step with bull Nakano and it was just crazy. Um, and like, Bull kept screaming in the match, and I'm like, all right, all it would have taken is one of those screams, and I would have went, all right, cool, I'm out, see ya, and would have just walked out of the ring, but Akira is braver than I am, I guess. 
She has the fighting yeah. spirit, sir. She has the fighting spirit. You know, I mean, may- maybe, I don't know if this is even a take, but to me, I feel like uh, Bumakano is probably the, the greatest uh, big woman wrestler, you know, out there. Um, I mean, they're close. I mean, I, 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 I'm a really big fan of Ajakal myself as well. I thought that, she, but to me, Bull, the way that, I don't know, the, I, I love Bull Nakano. She's just great. And, um, yeah. I'm right uh, there with you. I'd give Bull I, the number two slot. Who do you give your number one to? Minami Toyota. I mean, yeah. I mean, surely big. I mean, big. I, big. I just, I just like it. I just like her. Yeah. No, and uh, Mika, just keep drinking. I know you didn't see it, but uh, you should check it out. It's uh, it's uh, it's out there. Um, uh, so okay, great. Eric, segue into your next match because I think the next match is your choice. Yeah, chronologically, no the next match is an Eric match. So my match um, is. A tag team match from WCW World War III, uh, 1995, which um, conveniently has Akira Hokuto and Bull Nakano taking on Cutie Suzuki and Mayumi Ozaki. Um, I picked this match because I had seen it a couple of times, and I had... So, spoiler alert, I have been binge-watching WCW, um, because apparently I hate my life because I'm doing 1999 WCW. But they had made an offbeat mention about this match um, in one of the episodes. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went back and watched it. And it was a good little six, seven-minute match. Um, But it was one to me where the fans didn't really care to start with. But by the end of it, they were actually kind of hooked. Um... And I don't know. I just thought that that was cool that the fans literally couldn't care less. But then by the end of it, they won them over. Um, it was a really good match. Um, it was, I don't know. It's weird seeing Bull in a tag team match after, you know, us watching her against uh, Akira. And then last week watching her against um, Alundra. There we go. I almost called her Medusa. Um, but. Like like Danny said, we got the Akira later in her career where she was in her extravagant, I guess, heel attire. Um, but I really enjoyed this match. It, it was really cutie being a smaller girl took a lot of the brunt from Bull, but cutie really stood toe to toe with her, and I don't know. It was just a really good match. I enjoyed watching it. One of my favorite parts in, is when um, Suzuki and Oyami did, or Ozaki, excuse me, Ozaki and Suzuki. Let me get, yeah, let me get my my tongue untied. Um, did the repeated top rope double stomps? Yeah, just over and over and over, and they must have done seven or eight before they finally switched on to another move. Um, <laughs> they were spamming was, the A insane. button. They literally just hit hit the butt like hit the button over and over again. Do the move. Do the move. Do the move. Do the move. Um, but it was. I mean, yet again, this was 1995, 
And so some of Bobby the Brain Heenan's calls and even some of Tony Schiavone's were a little what we wouldn't say politically correct now. You know, where at one point Bobby's like, I was watching it. My wife was was reading a book. She was in the same room as me. And she hears where he just goes, these are some beautiful Japanese women. And that's all he says. Like, he's not like, but they're also, you know, competitive athletes. He just literally, Bobby just literally says, these are some beautiful Japanese women. And like, she's like, my wife's like, that's really strange to hear. Like, it's not like they're ever sitting there in a guy's match going, wow, this guy's really attractive, you know? Like, um, so some of the things, and then he said other things, like he made kind of some, you know, remarks that today might be considered racist where, uh, well, I can't remember what he said. He said, Bulbacano. And he was like, Hirohito? And, um, you know, and he's like, no, not Hirohito. You know, so um, some things like that. But the match was really good. The match was really fun. Yet again, as you mentioned, the crowd kind of was like, I don't know. We don't know who these people are. Why are they here? And it's a women's match, blah. Like, But as the match went on, they got really sucked in because because all four ladies were just throwing it throwing it all out there and doing some wild and crazy stuff. By the end of it, Bobby the Brain Heenan might say, you know, this is the greatest women's match I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, he's like, I've seen the Penny Banners and I've seen the so-and-sos and so-and-sos. He's like... But this might be the, this is the greatest women's match that I've ever I've ever watched. He's like they've done things that I've never seen women do in wrestling, never seen people do in wrestling before. Um, so he put it over and her gave it great praise. Yeah, I mean the whole match was great. I mean, uh, like I was saying yesterday, yesterday last week, you know, uh, a lot of the greats, uh, Zuki and Ozaki are in the end there with some of the great legends of Yoshi wrestling back in the early 90s, 80s. And uh, I think that at first, yeah, the crowd is quiet, but man, Bundakano nearly tried to kill Ozaki. Uh, and hey, not, not, nothing wakes up a crowd more than Bundakano trying to kill somebody. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they just. Uh, uh, the the home match was very entertaining. Um, uh, you know the the you know Suzuki and Osaki got over with the fans and uh, yeah, like the diving food stumps were really fun. Uh, again, uh, another compliment to Nakano's suplexes because that that woman, you know, suplexes people like you know my business. Uh, She's the real you know, you, suplex machine. Yeah, you, you <laughs> look like the 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 Huracanas, but the baby faces are fun. Um, uh, Ozaki doing the tequila sunrise. Uh, I, I think she did on uh, no, Hokuto. I guess that's the only person she could have done it too. Uh, but yeah, but at the end of the day, well, how does this match end? Oh, Bonacano says it's over. Um, with uh, <laughs> le- le- the leg drop and uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, that that's all uh, she wrote. Uh, but uh, another fun match. Uh, it's just uh, four, you know, the greatest uh, out there doing what they do best, and in in a front of a crowd that has no clue what they're watching. Uh, this match was so good. They did it again the night before and uh, the night after. I mean, on, on Nitro. And uh, I believe uh, Hokuto had like a two-year run uh, in WCW. I think at some point winning the the women's championship, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, um, 
really fun, uh, a grand entertaining match. They mentioned the commentators mentioned briefly, at least Mike Tanay did, that both teams were from different organizations. So yeah. it was like it wasn't like a first time ever match, but it was a big deal because these aren't people that at the time were usually going to be competing against each other. So that's why they had so much of the the media there from the Japanese wrestling magazines and such um, taking pic taking pictures and all this because it was like a very big event to have people from rival organizations competing against each other. Because. Um... What Hokuto and um, Nakano were from All Japan Women's, and mm -hmm. Ozaki and Cutie Suzuki are from JPW. Uh, JPW, yeah, or JWP. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's it. Okay, I was just yeah, because I remember that too, and I was like, wait, is that true? But yeah, then yeah. Yeah, Tanay confirmed it. Yeah, because you know we're not gonna have any like. Uh, international matches without consulting Mike Tanay, who's the, apparently no. the only wrestling commentator that knows anything about anything outside of the United he's, States. He's the only he is the only one that does the research, brother. He's the that's why he's the professor. That's why he's the professor, yeah. Because he knows all that stuff. He knows about you know that he always knew the the luchadors and their background, and he always knew the the international all the international talent. He was their go to guy, and that's why wrestling I always encyclopedia. Loved him. Yeah, that's why I always loved him. Exactly. So chronologically, we now move on to our third match, which is one of my choices. It we skipped quite choices. a few years. Many we years. We go to... from 1995 all the way to 2008. It's 2008. We skip a whole lot as we go uh, to WWE's One Night Stand Extreme Rules. So before Extreme Rules was a regular annual pay-per-view. Um, is an I quit match between Beth Phoenix and Melina. And although I haven't seen this match a whole lot, it's not one of those that I hold near and dear and watched a bunch. I wanted to feature a Beth Phoenix match because I, I love Beth Phoenix so much. And, and I just kind of, she's just one of those that, that to me resonates really well. And, and I just kind of always respected and always admired her work. Um, but I wanted to find kind of an offbeat match from her, but this was also an offbeat match. Still earlier in her career as the Glamazon, um, as she, she hadn't, you know, yet done a lot of the things she would come to do, um, and an I Quit match against Melina, I felt was a good uh, representation of both women, as I felt some of some of Melina's best work was kind of as the underdog good guy, and so against Beth Phoenix in an I Quit match, getting beaten up and stretched. Um, absolutely showed some of Molina's best attributes as an undergog good guy. Um, and Beth Phoenix coming out looking like, looking like a brutal, brutal monster that she was being built up to be at the time. Um, so that's why I chose this match specifically. But uh, I quit match. It was, you know, 10-ish minutes, maybe a little bit more. Um, but Beth Phoenix just, you know, looking just absolutely dominating and devastating there's there's a point where beth phoenix gets thrown into the ring post and melina's working over her arm and shoulder with a varying submissions and the commentators are kind of thrown like i didn't know she melina had this kind of submission game and she's putting on these you know what, what we now know as different mma submissions and stuff um that showed a different dynamic of melina's game which people didn't know but um ultimately beth phoenix 
you know, bending people in ways that, that very few people can actually bend, Molina being one of them. Uh, Beth Phoenix gets the win and forces Molina to, to say the words, I quit. Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Eric. No, you can go ahead. It's cool. Well, first of all, I, I, I forgot that Melina even wrestled for a bit there. Um, wow. <laughs> oh, that's how big a Melina fan you were, huh? Yeah. Um, I only remember her when I eat M&M's. Um, yeah, that's about <laughs> it. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, – but, no, it was a good match, Uh uh, and I definitely don't, I definitely it didn't blow me away, but uh, you know, the Glamazon looking as dominant as, as she ever did. I mean, come on, you could have put a match with uh, um, with uh, with, with uh, Santina, that, that would have been entertaining. No, no, uh, it wouldn't no, no, it wouldn't have. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that uh, it was a fun match, and uh, not. You know, uh, I I don't even know what what the move the finishing move is, but uh, like the kind of cradleish. Yeah, I mean, um, it was this cradle stretch. It was it was like she put her in a bow and arrow, and then just folded her up even tighter because it's one of those moves that very very few people can actually take. Um, so so you have to do it to Molina. You can't give it a name because you're not gonna be able to do it to too many other people. Yeah, and man, it, it that that looked very painful. I, I'm surprised she didn't break Melina in half. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a fun match. Go go ahead. Now, that's it. I'm done. so um, this is probably my second favorite uh, Melina match. Um, followed closely by um, or followed closely after Melina versus Alicia Fox. Um, the three minute classic. Yeah. That's a that was a tough enough joke. I don't guess anybody. Yeah, I was just. I got okay. it. I got it. I'm over here dying. I was like, oh uh, yeah. Okay. That was a Cameron idiot. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, when when Austin asked her what her favorite match in the world was, her like, favorite was right. what's your favorite of all time or whatever, and she's like, Melina versus Alicia Fox. So like from when, <laughs> from where? Um, but anyway, um, I've never been a Melina fan uh, at all. Um, but this was a good match because I got to watch her get decimated. Beth um, Beth beat her like she owed her money or that Melina slept with her boyfriend. Um, but um, I really liked the set of One Night Stand 2008, so that counts for something. Um, but I, I agree. Uh, it pretty much showed Beth in the beginning stages of her dominance that we would all come to, to know uh, over the next... And love. And exactly, love. and love, because Beth Phoenix is probably one of the best to ever lace them up in the WWE. Um, I adore Beth Phoenix, and I'm sad that the one opportunity that we ever got to potentially meet her, uh, she had to cancel at WrestleCade two years ago um, for family problems. But... Yeah, I'm glad that we got to watch Melina get her butt kicked because I hate Melina and I love Beth Phoenix. All right. Well, so next tell us how is, you really feel. I know, right? Next, uh-huh. chronologically, we skip quite a few more years once again. Is now going from 2008. We go to December of 2016. 
as one of my choices from Women's Wrestling Revolution in uh, the Northeast, out of Rhode Island area. It is Kimberly versus Lufisto. Now, Kimberly and Lufisto are two of my favorites, Lufisto being one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, as, as many of you may know. Um, this was kind of at the peak of both women's career. This was, you know, being that this was 2016, this was right around the time, I think it was a, maybe a couple weeks before Kimberly won the Chikara Grand Championship, because I think she would win it that month. Yep. Um, it was being the top banana was in December. So it was maybe a few weeks before she'd win the Chikara Grand Championship and put her put herself in front of all the wrestling news pages as winning a, a championship and you know a traditionally men's organization. Um, you know, one of only a few people at that time to have held that championship, um, let alone being the first woman. Uh, both women are just at the peak of their game. It's WWR, so it was in 2016, it was starting to be another promotion, you know, outside of Shimmer and Shine and, and Queens of Combat, where it was purely women's wrestling and women's wrestling was taken seriously like a competitive sport and not just sports entertainment or not just, you know, uh, Divas era type type stuff that were meant as, as card fillers. Uh, so just, I love this match. This is, is one of my, my favorite matches. Um, that I always go to. I've watched it a lot. Of, I've watched it quite a few times, and I always get into it. But it starts out, you know, very a little slower pace. We get into bigger, faster moves, and uh, Lufisto. It kind of starts out as kind of good guy, good guy, but Lufisto kind of starts playing up the a little bit of the heel aspects, um, allowing Kim to to kind of fill the underdog role. And ultimately, Kimberly gets the win with the Alligator Clutch, the move that she would win use to win matches in WWE um, after she was signed. Um, and kind of one of those moments where Lufisto puts her seal of approval on somebody. Lufisto, at, at this time even, was, was nearly a 20-year veteran of the wrestling game and had helped set and break barriers and break ground for women in wrestling and was kind of passing and not really passing the torch, but definitely putting a seal of approval that, that Kim could be one of the next big ones to watch. And not just as a women's wrestler, but as a wrestler and a groundbreaker. Um, and, you know, Kim would go on to do that only a few weeks later and go on to WWE and, and have a great match in the first round of the Mae Young Classic. Um, where Lufisto would kind of go up and down is now was looking back to make a big break, was talking about retirement. And decided that she was healthier than she's been in several years and was going to make a big return. And then now all wrestling shows are stopped. So hopefully she she continues to to keep up and we get a return from uh, Lufisto. Kimberly recently getting married. So congratulations to her um, on, on her marriage. Uh, but I want to hear what you guys have to say on this match. Um. I believe that Lefisto is probably one of the most underrated women's wrestlers of all time. Um, she is fantastic in everything that she does. Uh, if she wants to be hardcore anime, she's fantastic in hardcore. If she wants to be the wounded owl, Ronin, whatever the hell that is, she's fantastic at that. Um, 
I really enjoyed this match because Kim is one of my she's not really like one of my top five, but she's she's right there on my outskirts of women's wrestlers. Um obviously her being in a tag team with Cherry Bomb, who's one of my favorites, obviously pushes her up the list. Um and you know, we've we've seen Kim multiple times in Atlanta. Um but yeah, this match was really good. I love that um Luffy kind of threw Kim into the into the wall and broke the arena. Um, <laughs> I was like, and I, I always love the spots where Kim go into goes into the crowd. Um, she threw Luffy in a chair next to a fan, and the fan just kind of looked at her and was like, "Do I need to move or like what?" And then Kim just like chops her across the chest. Like anytime Kim's, oh god, I don't know what that was. Sorry. <clears throat> Anytime Kim's in a crowd, she always plays it up very well with the fan that she's beside or or whatnot. Um, yeah, the the alligator. I like the alligator clutch. I wish more people would. I guess not necessarily use it, but I would like to see more of the alligator clutch. Um, but yeah, good choice. I was wondering how long it was going to take us to get to um, a Lufisto and or Beth Phoenix match. And I'm kind of week shocked two. it wasn't last. I was kind of shocked well, it wasn't last week for at least one of them. <laughs> well, last last week I did Becky and Gail Kim. So this week it's it's these two. I'm I'm good with that because uh, when we when we were talking about favorite women's wrestling matches, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and write Danger down for a Luffy match and call it a day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, great choice, man. Great choice, especially highlighting two. Uh, I won't say lesser-known independent women's wrestlers because, like you said, Kim's had the platform in WWE. She's working at Impact now. Um, but I feel like not a lot of people know Lufisto, and that's that's really sad because Lufisto is a great wrestler, and she has a ton of knowledge that she could pass down. And, and you know that just from us spending the, like, what was it, like 30, 40 minutes with her at dinner at WrestleMania? Yeah. Like, yeah, she's got a wealth, a well full of knowledge, and it's fantastic. And go out of your way to watch Lefisto matches if you don't know who Lefisto is, because she's fantastic. Yeah, and and then boy, there's a Lefisto match to watch. This one is it. Uh, I remember when this match first came out on the interwebs. Uh, I loved it. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite. Uh, uh, women's independent matches uh, out there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really a bigger fan of pre WWE Kimberly than post. Uh, I, I think that man, she was in such a high. Uh, you know, before joining WWE, she that that run she had to 2015, 2016. See her alternate. I mean, she even became the Shikara Grand Champion. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, that the only woman to ever done so. No. So far, yeah. The only, no, not the only woman. No. Um, okay. Heidi was the first. The first yeah. woman, then. She was the first. Yeah. All right. Well, she was the first. All right. All right. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, the first one to do so. Uh, but yeah, and of course, Lufisto. What can you say about her? I mean, she is great. Uh, probably one of the top ten, if not top five, 
best uh, current, you know, in right up independent women wrestlers. But uh, also, I would say that she's probably up there um, with Bull Nakano. Like, if if Bull's like the best and Ajikana a close second, uh, to me, Lufisto is the best in, in the U.S. Uh, of the, the big women wrestlers, and yeah, she this match, you know, I think highlighted both women very well. And you know, with uh, just you know, Kimberly out of nowhere getting the roll up to get that to get the win, but yeah, fantastic match. Uh, one that I, I you know. I originally thought that he that Danny was going to pick this one last week, um, you know, when when he had his picks. I was like, that surely, like like you, uh, Eric. I thought he's going to pick a Lufisto match, and I thought, well, he'll pick that one because that was a great match. And then threw us all off by not choosing this match at all. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, but here it is on week two, and uh, yeah. Uh, a, a great match that I encourage everybody out there to watch. Uh, kudos to Beyond Wrestling and WWR for making it available uh, since day one. Uh, but, yeah, great match from a great show, too. So I, I don't know if the show's still up online, uh, but if it's not, shame that the whole show was fun. But this match, great match. Love it. Great Quick pick. interjects, Sim. Um, I would like to print a retraction. Kimberly is still the only woman that has won the grand champion. Uh, Heidi, she fought uh, Heidi for it, but Heidi didn't win. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think Heidi, Heidi won. Heidi was, was the, the young first Lions challenger. Club. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. And Heidi was the first challenger for Kim. Yeah, um, but uh, it took me a second because I was like, wait, no, Heidi never won the belt. She just won the cup. It took me a second. Sorry. Well, like, you know, every other thing in this podcast, uh, I was right and everybody else was wrong. Appreciate there that. You go. Okay. Well, at, le- at least we stay, you know, uh, whatever the word Consistent. is. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. English is not my first language. You don't say. <laughs> I do well, say. N- now we go on to match number five, which was Patrick's Me? second choice. Yes. Yeah, me. Uh, All right. Right. From 2016 right into 2017. Well, uh, you know, uh, as much as I love the, the great match between Lufisto and Kimberly, uh, uh, you know, there's a takeover happening uh, with the women's wrestling as uh, Asuka, the long – I think she was already the longest reigning NXT women's champion. Uh, but – uh, it was defending her championship at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Um, in you know, the best match of that night. Uh, but by far, a great match with defending the championship against Ember Moon. Now, I don't know about you guys, but from NXT to me, the Oscar versus Ember Moon matches have, have been my favorite one so far. Um, and this one showed why. Uh, it was just fantastic from the get-go. Uh, you know, just uh, as soon as the bell rang, uh, and you know, 
they just start fighting. I think uh, Ember uh, Moon's uh, drop kicked Asuka. And, yeah, Ember tried you know, to attack her right from the get-go. Yeah. Because yeah, nobody had yeah. tried that against Asuka yet. And the crowd is crazy for both women. That that was great. You know, that, that was something like, because usually you, you, you don't have, you know, the crowds are split. Uh, I, as, as you did in this, I mean, but but this time the NXT takeover, especially in Brooklyn, were crazy. Um, but, yeah, uh you know, all the kickouts. Um, I thought, you know, when uh, Amber reversed that uh, Oscar lock to try to pin her uh, was good. I think when, when Oscar kicked out of the, the clips, to me, that like, holy crap. Uh, and of course, uh, that, uh, that, that, you know, that exchange then leading over to, to, to the finish where, um, you know, uh, I think it was like, Asuka had Ember on a um, armbar, then then Ember tried to like roll her up for the pin, and then Oscar uh, reversed it to the Asuka lock to then uh, make uh, Ember Moon uh, tap out. Just a whole sequence. Like I really love, you know, a, a, a good a finishing sequence. And to me, yeah, this. This was, I mean, it was an all-out banger from the get-go. It was fun the whole time. It just kept me energized. And at the end, the finishing sequence was fantastic. Uh, out of all these matches, uh, I think both my matches I like I picked were, you know, my, my equal. I could, I don't know if I could pick a uh, a match of the of the group. All, all the matches, these were my matches of the, of the six. It was a tie. They were so good for many different reasons. But, yeah, great. Well, this, so this match was one year after Asuka's debut in the company. So she hadn't held the title that whole time. But she, it was a TakeOver Brooklyn 2 that Asuka debuted. Um, or, no, it was. It was over. She had been with the company over a year. TakeOver Brooklyn 2 was when she won the – was when Asuka won the belt – from uh, Bailey. From Bailey. Yeah. So she had held the belt. Not, I don't know. If, probably not a year to the day, but close to that. Um, and yet again, fantastic. It was not the first time that Ember and Oscar had fought, um, but they did play into the finish of that match. As in that match, Oscar used pushed the ref into the ropes, and uh, when when Ember went up to the top rope to try for the eclipse. And was able to take advantage and, and defeat her that way. Um, so they played into that, but uh, you know the ref didn't go. And when the ref started to go into the ropes, Ember dove over and and with a diving crossbody. Um, just yet again, outstanding. Oscar's easily probably. I will say Oscar is the greatest in ring performer the WWE's ever had in their banner. Um, and not just man or woman. I will say Oscar is, but. Um, her versus Ember Moon was just outstanding. Ember is another great, talented person who, unfortunately, is on the mend right now with a very with a uh, severe heel injury to her heel and Achilles tendon that just is giving her lots of problems. She even mentioned recently that that it, for some people this is a career-ending injury. So it'll be very, you know, she's already mentioned it's a very difficult road for her to come back from. So hopefully Ember is able to come back 
and we can possibly see these two at it again. Um, as, as Patrick pretty much described the match to a T, just how great it was, um, how much fun it was, and how it kept you going and interested and invested the whole way. Yeah, when when they had been building up that the eclipse was the devastating move. You know, they had that scene where she hit Billy Kay with it during a, an NXT, and like Billy didn't move afterwards, and they came and had medical doctors check on her and stuff. And then they had Ember hit hit Oscar uh, with the um, with the eclipse in ring during a promo segment, and so they showed that she could hit it on Oscar, and the whole thing with the move was so devastating that if she hit it on her, it was done. And so Ember's whole game plan was to build up and break down Oscar so that she could hit the eclipse. And when she did, and Oscar kicked out, the place went bananas. Um, it was just outstanding, a fantastic match that I will. Enjoy watching many, many times. I've already watched it many times, and I will continue to enjoy enjoy it every time I watch it. Yeah, so this was day, if I'm not mistaken, day 505 of Asuka's 520-something day title reign. Um, interestingly enough, this would be her last title defense as well. Um before she I, gave up the belt, right? Yeah. I believe this was the this was the night that she broke her collarbone that miraculously healed in 26 seconds before she made her SmackDown debut. Um, yeah, so I remember watching this match live and getting. Uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some flack for this, but this was the point in time where I was like, "All right, we're over pushing Oscar." Like. Um, let somebody you're else. Damn right, you're gonna get some flack for that. Get out of town. Um, I love Oscar. Don't get me wrong, but Eric, I thought I thought it was you time. Were not ready for Oscar. Okay. At least I didn't cheer Charlotte Flair against Oscar at WrestleMania. Mm. <laughs> um, I was ready to see the title change, and I thought that there was nobody better than Ember Moon. To take the belt. Um, I think at this point in time, I had been calling for Asuka to lose the title for probably a couple of uh, uh, takeovers. I think the previous one was TakeOver Chicago, where they had the, um, was it the four-way with Asuka, Nick, or the three-way with Asuka, Nikki, and Ruby, and I thought it was time for Nikki to win. And then we go to Brooklyn 3, and I thought it was time for ember to win um <laughs> which i love oscar don't get me wrong but 500 days as champions just kind of a lot um especially in an era where we don't have long title reigns but now i have matured in three years and i would love to see a long title reign um match was fantastic like you said danny um they built up the Eclipse as the unbreakable finisher. Like, she hit my girl Billy with it, and it essentially broke Billy. She hit Asuka with it in the promo segment, and the entire match, Mara was building up. Well, she's already hit Asuka with it once. What will happen if she hits Asuka with it again? Well, we saw what would happen. Asuka kicks out at two, and a couple minutes later, we get the Asuka lock, call it a day, because... Nobody breaks the Oscar lock because nobody's ready for Oscar. Um, fantastic match. I love. I love the women's matches on takeovers. They're so good, always. Um, 
Well, so far, this was week two, back to back week. So next yeah. week, we're again. Man, I mean, maybe we might find one. Yeah, yeah, might as well. And this was such a great. I, I know we're not talking about the whole show, but this was such a great show because I rewatched the whole thing. This was the the debut of Undisputed Era. All that jazz, great show. Um, but yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I love Oscar. I love Ember. This was prime Ember. I wish that once she went up to the main roster, they knew what to do with her because they really they debuted her as the shiny toy for about five days and then pushed her to the back burner for the four horsewomen, and it's sad. Um, but yeah, I love this match. All right, well, uh, segue us away to the final match of this main event. So mine takes place uh, in 2018. Uh, give me just a second to get a date. Sorry, guys. I'm terrible at this. Uh, da, da. I think it was This is this little con show, right? Yeah, the Raleigh Con or the Raleigh Super Con. Yeah, it was technically it was a it was a Queens of Combat show, but it was at Raleigh Con. And I was think it a full was, show or was it just a, a Queens of Combat match? It was a full show. It's the show. It was a full Queens show. Okay. Yeah, they did it back to back days because somebody in this chat, I'm not gonna name names, Mika, um, was supposed to go with me to this. But she decided on the last second she didn't want to go. So I had to drive all the way to Raleigh all by myself to watch all the wrestling. Um, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure I was working. No. No, you just didn't want to go. You just didn't want to go. Um, but, you didn't but I me. Don't. Yeah. That is true. Would you have went with me? No. Uh, where, where was this again? Give me a date. Uh, it was July, June, twenty eighteen. <laughs> you mean July twenty seventh? Yeah, that sounds like a day that I went somewhere. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, that sounds like a definite day that I went somewhere. Yes, uh, I probably would have gone with you. Okay, well, next time that Mika decides not to go to a wrestling show with me. Patrick will, will definitely... probably go with you, is what he exactly. said. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what I'm gathering. Um, so this is a match between Rachel Ellering and Chelsea Green, um, two of my favorite women of all time, uh, which I guess will probably be day 10 of my 10 wrestlers in 10 days things for Chelsea, which doesn't matter. Um I really love these two together. They have great chemistry. We saw them at a Shine show uh, a couple years before this. Um, that was my first exposure for Rachel. I think this was kind of when, in 16, when we saw it, was kind of her break-in. So this is probably her about two years into the business at this point. And uh, I just love their chemistry together. Uh, Rachel, for whatever reason didn't work out in WWE. Um, I'm hoping that Chelsea can actually make something of herself in WWE. Um, but I really like the match stands, the commentary. Um, I don't like Zane's commentary. Um, 
Both of these women were trained by Lance Storm, which they mentioned a few times in the match. Uh, it's a very hard-hitting match. Even though the the, the crowd kind of catcalled the women a lot, uh, didn't like that. Didn't like it while I was sitting there. Don't like it while I'm watching it now. Um, um, sorry, got distracted. Um. But yeah, I really love these two together. Um, and I think this was one of my, f- uh, not one of my first Queens of Combat show, but it wasn't really long before this that we had started going to Queens of Combat on the regular. Um, but yeah, I really am interested to see what you guys thought about two of my favorite women. Well, as we talked, you know, like I expected um, when you first mentioned the two of them, I expected it was the uh, the match from uh, The Shine, not the RollyCon. So I was a little surprised that you didn't pick that match instead, as I remember we were talking about just how hard-hitting that was, and it was before Chelsea had really started the, the hot mess gimmick um, on TNA. Uh so we got a little bit of that, you know, in this match where she kind of, after after wrestling straight for a little bit, kind of went nuts and just put on the makeup and was the hot mess and kind of started going a little crazy. And it, it kind of threw Rachel for a loop. Um, I mean, things like the, the shenanigans of the hot mess would lead into the finish a little bit is the hot mess does some things that a uh, regular normal Chelsea wouldn't necessarily do as far as bending the rules in her favor a little bit. Uh, but it was a good, fun match. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm Like you, I'm a big fan of both women. Uh, I hadn't seen this match, I don't think. Or if I had, it had been a while. Or I'd just gotten it confused with the other match um, from uh, Shine. So I was happy to see this one. And I'm uh, glad you picked this one instead of the other just because I don't think I'd seen this one. Yeah, it was a good show. Like they they did like I said they did two shows back to back and I think the night after uh, Rachel and um, Chelsea teamed together. I can't remember who they teamed against, but fake it was fan. just kind of cool. Not a fake fan just 2 years ago and I have seen a lot of wrestling since then. Uh, you, you say that, but really, I mean, that, that's, that's questionable. Because I, I do remember this show happening. I do, but, you know, I, I actually, like you didn't, you hadn't seen the match, but I knew it, it happened. Um, but I, I thought that this match was really fun. Now, I've seen these two women wrestle each other, you know, other times, I, I would say they probably had, uh, I've I seen enough time to, to enjoy all their matches in the division, but like, I'd like, I think they've had other matches that are better, in, in my opinion. But no, this match is fun. Uh, uh, it's just two, two women that really are, uh, how would I say, consistently great um, at what they do. And, uh, uh, I, I'm 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 really a fan, a big fan of both. Uh, wish uh, uh, Rachel was still in the Fed, but you know, 
she's out there being uh, recovering from an injury, right? She's still injured? I think she was the last that I heard when I spoke to her. She was nearing a comeback. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so uh it it was uh you know so yeah it it was it was fun uh it, I, I wish you know if anything at least I'm glad that you know we'll we may be able to see her more often around this church, you know uh and she be used more uh but yeah I, I I enjoyed the the match and by the way uh this was night one by the way I I think you said that they wrestled like, together the night before. But this was night one. No, um, I said the night after. Oh, uh, the night after. Uh, no. Because because uh, uh, Rachel wrestled Willow Nightmare the next night. Oh, that's why I blocked that out of my memory. Okay. You know what? Chelsea wrestled that So There we go. But you, Man, you maybe confuse the them with the sweethearts who wrestle in a tag team match. But yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, so it, it was uh, it was a fun match, and uh, yeah, um, I was surprised the last week you didn't pick a Rachel match, Eric. Uh, so you 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 definitely made up for it. Yeah. With this. Give all your love to Rachel Ellering. She deserves it. She's the GOAT. Absolutely. Yeah. I still have her shirt, which I, I still can't fit her, but one day. I still have all of her one shirts. <laughs> <laughs> there are not okay, so there are not many people that I will go out of my way to You have all of her shirts? All of them. I literally all have every them. single one of her shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees. Absolutely. Oh, okay, I, we 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 need to see pictures or it did not happen. So over the next week, we need you to to give us a thread of all of your Rachel Ellering t-shirts. Oh my god! Um, okay, I even have a hoodie that doesn't fit. Okay, hey, that's it. You say you have them all. Uh, we we will find that out because the, the internet exists. So does. Um, uh, so, so does uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. So we will contrast and compare, make sure every shirt you have matches everything they have. It's kind of like bingo, not bingo, something like bingo. All right, I'm still waiting on her new shirt. No, no, you say you had all of them. No, they, I, you can't walk, you walk back on, these, on this one, Eric. So I'm not walking add, back. Add EJ423X to check his Twitter uh, to see what t-shirts he pulls, see if he has them all indeed. Uh, I mean, guys, I'm not really okay. walking back. <laughs> so it, it, it is time to give this show a grade. I'm going to kick it off. Another A-plus for the women. They once again knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I'm going to yes. give it an A. A. Give it an A. We picked some good matches. We picked uh, some stuff from various time periods. We picked a lot more modern stuff than we did last time. Um but we got to feature some of the greats and uh, of the modern era as well as the past era. So I think that was – I think we picked a good match. 
Now, Mika, of course, you didn't get to pick any matches, but a- any women wrestling matches that kind of stand out to you just thinking out of nowhere on the spot? Oh, Lord. Eric took my answer, um, my Cameron answer, I was going to say. Um, but... mm, you were holding that in, huh? I, I was, I was, I was waiting. I knew I was gonna get this question. And I was like, mm. um, honestly, I think for me, it's more not so much. I'm listening to you guys. I'm like, I'm interested in going back and watching or rewatching some of these matches, um, but just some stuff that I've come across or been at in person they more stand out to me as far as great matches. And it's hard to pinpoint just the one because we've got so many talented women that have, you know, stepped into the ring that we've seen in person. Um, there are no Sue matches that I've heard you guys talk about. Unless I missed it from last not week. Not yet. Not yet. We're getting Brand. there. Not yet. We're getting there. We still got a week. We still got a week. We still got I, one more I, week of, of just the I'm, women. So I'm, I'm just saying, but like, um, <laughs> I just came across a match between Sue and Kiera Hogan. Um, From Ladies Night Out? At... No, AWE. Oh, the, the AWE um, one they just put up not long ago? Um, I, I've got or it on my phone. Old... Um, oh. It's a really old one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like From, that... yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I think, we, I think that's on, um, they put that out at some point on the YouTube. Yeah, so. It's probably on the on the tubes of you, but I just came across that match, and it, it was one of those, I guess, uh, for me, evolution matches where I watched where both ladies were then to where they are now, and, and that's kind of what gets me as far as women's wrestling, to see some of their work, um, you know, before they became these global superstars or just bigger in the business to where they, you know where their humble beginnings are. So I watched that match. Literally, it popped up on my memories um, on my phone, and I was like three years ago, and I was like, wow, four years ago, actually, I think it was. I was like, whoa, what's this? So I watched that, and I was just like, wow. Sue's always been um, something solid, just kind of creative in the ring, but watching the kind of evolution of Kiera and watching her grow and get more comfortable in her in her ring work, in her her character, and just who she is as a as a wrestler was something for me. So, um, it, isn't it crazy that we got to watch Kiera pretty much grow up before our eyes, and now she's on like Impact, and then you know, even with Priscilla, like we got to see oh, Priscilla yeah. Kelly grow up before our eyes, and now she's pretty much everywhere, and it's it's crazy to me. Like that's just I don't know. It's just. I love wrestling, man. It's so crazy. It's, it's wild. It's crazy. Like, I was going to bring up the fact that, you know, PK and Kiera both kind of grew up before our very eyes. And as I spoke about, you know, watching the beginnings or some humble beginnings before these women become these these huge stars, those are two that are that stand out of my head because I, I literally watched their, their growth and their evolution. I remember coming into AWE, you know, and seeing Priscilla getting her butt handed to her by all these guys, you know, like Tommy Dreamer came in and she took the, uh, the I was going to say the DVD, holy hell. Pile driver. Pile driver <laughs> she took, yeah. Right. Yeah. She took the pile driver and just, just watching, you know, just different 
things happened to her and her, you know, getting back up and I'm like this little bitty waif of a girl and to see where she is now is amazing and same vice versa with Kiera. So like those those kind of evolutionary matches between women where they weren't necessarily the best wrestling matches ever, but just kind of watching that character development, that's what really gets me. So it's crazy to me. Like um, I I was telling somebody the other day, like I've been a fan of wrestling my whole life and now I'm 20 something years old and I can actually call some of these people that I watch on television, my friends. And that's just crazy to me guys. Like, I don't understand how I'm in a world where I can call wrestlers friends, but like if I would have told that to five year old Eric, Eric, it would have blew his mind. Five year old Eric would be like, "Stop it!" He wouldn't have believed it. He wouldn't have believed it. Did five year old Eric have a beard? I'm just genuinely curious. No, five year old Eric. Mm-hmm. If it if it <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I didn't grow a beard until I was 18. Okay. A little bit better. It didn't start growing until then. I mean, do you even have a face? You are just beard. Uh, just saying. There's not much of it left. I shaved most of it off. His face? Yeah. <laughs> there's just beard left. There's just beard left. I'm crying. Oh, God. No okay. face, only beard. <laughs> only. Only. But yeah, so great, great matches. Uh, again, we got another round next week. Uh, what we'll pick? Uh, well, there's only one way to find out. Is tune in live uh, on Podbean, and eventually it, all the live shows will be with uh, available with you know with the rest of the archive that is on Podbean. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play, and. Make sure you check us out on the Twitter machine. We're at FOW Radio. Danny's on Twitter at Danny F and Danger. Mika's on Twitter at Mika Villas. Eric's on Twitter at EJ423X. I'm on Twitter at YellowmanPA. And until next time, keep watching wrestling.